Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code STEVE, S-T-E-V-E. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. I'm your host, as usual, Steve Mathis. With me on the line is uh, a guy who's pretty busy these days and uh, one of the greats of the sport. And I always want to uh, call in and check in and see what's up with uh, the O Show. Johnny O'Mara, what's up, man? Thanks for doing this. Hello, Steve. Uh, good, always great talking to you. Just out here uh, driving to uh, a track to meet my, uh, my new project I got going on, and that's... Uh, an amateur rider that I, I took on, his name's Thomas Covington, Team Green Rider. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, uh, that's what I got moving forward here. I've been uh, working with him all month uh, in October. So uh, just so I, I clear up some of the air, are always asking me. Uh, James Stewart and I, our term ran full at the end of September. So mm-hmm. we opted just uh, not to renew and... Um, all, all good there though. We're totally good. We're still, uh, you know, I'm there if he needs to call me or uh, yeah. bounce things off, stuff like that. So we just didn't renew our deal. And I actually, it kind of worked a little better with my lifestyle a little bit. I, I kind of, I, uh, like to feel this, uh, project I got with Thomas. Um, uh, I step back a little bit, um, try to help someone mm-hmm. relatively real fresh and new. And I feel like I can, uh, make some uh, big leaps for the for, for Thomas and uh, prepare for professionals. Basically, that's that's what they've hired me for. Right. He's still got another year of amateurs, um, but he is under a, a three-year term with Team Green and then on to Mitch Payton's program uh, starting in 14. So it gives me quite a bit of time to try to speed up the process with him. Right. I like what I see. I like what I see so far with his technique and his, uh, you know, his uh, talent level. And then I also like, obviously, I, I love uh, his family and where they come from. That's real important to me, too. And then on the other side, like I said, it just fits, fits into me and my family and my, my little ones. Uh, I'm not going to be traveling as much mm-hmm. week to week. Sure, there's, there's quite a few uh, uh, amateur races during the year, but I think there's five or six of those or something like that. Sure, I'll be gone with Thomas to those. But, right. um, you know, I got my mountain bike uh, venture going over here. I have my own mountain bike team, team bag house. So, you know, much I love to, to do that stuff to yeah. race myself. So it frees up a little bit where I can do that. Um, around my kids a little bit more, uh, on a daily basis. Uh, don't have to get on an airplane as much. I thought it was a win-win situation for me. And so far I'm, I'm really enjoying, uh, my new gig. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It, um, it sounds like in, in a way, um, do you, do you work with somebody like an amateur like Thomas, do you do do you do different things than you would with a full blown professional like uh, like a Stewart? Uh, is it a little different approach because if somebody's younger, or can they do less or more? Or is there a different approach? I guess. 
Yeah, well, you know, like, I can't really remember other than back in the day when I first met, you know, R.C., so, I mean, that, this is kind of reminds me a little of that. also reminds me a little bit when I helped Dungey that first year. Thomas really reminds me of Dungey quite mm-hmm. a bit. So I really like that feel that I'm getting, like watching him when I watched uh, Dungey that year and that was in charge of his program. Um, so actually, like this whole month that I've been around him, I've just kind of been evaluating the situation, seeing, like, the amateur thing, because it is, like, I've been away from it way too long. Like, right, right. Like, I've, I've actually came home with my head spinning quite a bit because I can see what, like, why the generation is what it is today. Like, yeah. why the, the kids ride the way they do. Like, I've had to, like, really reboot my mindset, but I've learned a lot. Like, you know, like, I have a good understanding what's going to be like for the next 10 years now. Like, I can see, like, the, the kids coming up, why they are, why they do the way they why they ride the way they ride. Like I've got, I've got it pretty picked, uh, picked apart already just in the month seeing what Thomas has done. Right. Um, so yeah, I've had to reboot my mind. Yeah, sure. I've came from pretty much the fastest guy on two wheels. We all know that working with James. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now I have to kind of just totally set, move back because now I got someone that I just got a mold and, uh, yeah, but it's, I don't know, it's just really fresh. I, I'm liking it. Um, he seems to be enjoying my presence, uh, just with my expertise, my knowledge. Right. His, uh, his dad's done as much as he can, uh, and his family getting him where he is, and they, uh, they, they have all the trust in me to make that. If Thomas is going to make it, um, you know, they're thinking Johnny's going to give him the best chance. I mean, that's bottom line. That's literally why they hired me. Right. So I, I definitely have a couple years with them to to uh, get him ready for the, the Mitch Baden's program yep. and uh, hoping I can make that difference for him. It's, uh, it's crazy how, I mean, <clears throat> yourself, uh, when you came out of quote-unquote amateurs to a pro or, or even, you know, in the early 90s, those guys, I remember when a guy came out, in, 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 out as a pro, uh, Jimmy Button, Tim Ferry, these type of guys, if they broke yeah. top 20, it was pretty good. Um, nowadays, if you're a top amateur, you – can basically run top five, six all day long. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, my mindset would be if when Thomas does go professional, he's got to be to do what you just said. Like, you know, that's just kind of how I, I I operate, too. Like, I couldn't handle him getting 10th place. I mean, that's to me, that's really um, not being competitive. So, mm-hmm. you know, sure, I'll put a lot of pressure on him. Like, hey, you got to know that you're a podium guy or a top five guy. I mean, you've got to at least think that right. and have that. I have. I always have huge goals, mm-hmm. and they seem like maybe a little bit too big, but that's just my how I've always thought. You know, like, dude, I would have never thought I, I wanted to be a champion, but inside, like, dude, am I, am I, what am I biting off <laughs> too much here? Yeah, yeah. That's always happened how I've been, and I've still kind of lived the same way today mm-hmm. with everything I do. I always do everything 100%, or else I don't even dabble in it. So, yep. um, yeah, that pretty much says what I've been doing here the last month. Um, and then, yeah, obviously this my uh, my life is pretty busy, but all good. You know, I started a little later with my kids. Yeah. My kids are 8 and 5 now, um, so I'm starting to enjoy them more and more. They're getting a little bit into team sports and stuff like that, so... Um, 
like like I always heard from like families and people that have kids, it's so busy when you get them, and I, I can see what they're talking about. <laughs> the years yeah. go by faster and faster yeah. as I'm getting older and older too. So um, there you go. What uh, lots of ups and downs with you and, and, and James? Um, obviously, we all know his talent, but. Didn't get along with yeah. the bike well. Didn't work well with the bike. Uh, got off that. Got on a Suzuki. Won the first two outdoors. Uh, looking good. Then the crash and and the subsequent problems. What a, a roller coaster year for for yourself and for James. Yeah, it's just it's just one that's really hard to absorb. And you know, James would say the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, well, you know, we we probably sit there and just shake our head, like looking at each other, like, damn, what just happened? But um, and it, and it was frustrating for me because, man, I, I think James, in all honesty, I think he could win every race. That's how good he is. Um, but you know, there's a lot of other things that go into it, into racing that you get the results that you want. So, uh-huh. and I don't, I don't want to downplay anything. It's just, uh, um, I felt like I did as much as I could for James and we had a, a great honest relationship. He brought me in there to be really honest with him and tell him what I thought, right. evaluate things. And I did all that stuff and he always took it real positively. And, and then it was kind of up to him after that to make the adjustments that he made thought that I, I would suggest to him that maybe you ought to do this mm-hmm. to better yourself or right then and there, or if you're going to race a few more years or what it may have been. So we were, we had pretty straight on talks like that. And I, I still believe, you know, like as it may not have looked so pretty that I think James will always remember some of the stuff conversations him and I had. Yeah. And I think that, uh, when he does make a decision, he'll probably go, man, I wonder what Johnny thought, you know, like, right. I think he'll know how I, my mindset works. You know, um, and I think he'll utilize that a little bit. I hope more than a little bit. But <laughs> like, um, and 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 that and that wasn't even a dish right there. I really want to clarify that with him because uh, I hope the guy has a great year next year. I'm always pulling for him. I'm a big fan of his because I just I can appreciate the speeds that I've seen the guy do on motorcycles and what he can do on a daily basis. It's ridiculous. I mean, I've never been in a more off opposition when I watch the guy ride like it's just ridiculous we won't see that for a long time but you know we know he's kind of coming to the tail end of his career and he's going to really need to do things right right um I'm happy I'm happy where he's at right now I can sleep good like even though I don't fully have a role in his his, uh in his job with uh, his position but I like where he's at I think uh I educated those guys as much as I could got them up to speed what I felt what they need to do for, for James to be successful and mm-hmm. and Suzuki. Yeah. So I, I felt good, like uh, like I did my job, and uh, I have no regrets. And and shoot, James texted me the other day, just checking on me, vice versa. So we're all good. Yeah, we're, we're, we're totally on a on a good. We're both on a good place. Yeah, that's good. Um, it's good that it ended it ended well, and, and you know, like you said, you guys are both all right with it. What do you, what do what do you, what would you do, or what did you tell him? What do you feel like he needs to do? Look, we all know his skill. We all know his championships and everything else. But it's been a rough few years for him. What What do you feel like he needs to do differently? Or what were you always on him about to do differently? Um, well, um, we're, let's just put it this way. Like, where he's at now, like I told you, 
is yep. a big benefit for James Stewart. So yep. I wasn't really comfortable with him running his own teams and uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like like there was just a lot on his plate. I think he ended up putting too many things, distractions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why even in a younger younger James, he kind of got my opinion, a little fed up. He wanted to do it his way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we all know, and me being an ex-racer, that past champion, like, dude, it doesn't get easier every year. You're like, you know, it gets <laughs> right, harder right. to yeah. stay on top. You got, you got three or four guys that are going to make your life miserable that have nothing to worry about. They got fully factory-backed teams just doing everything for you. James definitely had put more on his plate than he needed. Mm-hmm. So I know that's why... That's what I meant earlier. He's in a better place now than he was. Yep. I'm just hoping it's not too late bottom line. Like right, I right. still believe he can win races. There's no doubt in my mind. And if he really buckles down and uh, just alleviates some of the distractions that may kind of make him not sleep at night or just worrying too much uh, and just focus on what he has to do, and that's train, ride his motorcycle every day, hit all the goals that he wants to week in, week out, and then be... Obviously, I always try to get James to ride within his means. Never, never take it over in like in those areas that I just I can't watch. You know that are just <laughs> right, too risky. Right. Um, the guys all they all go fast, but yeah. it's all a calculated risk. Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, and then you know I've always tried to go with setups on uh, James's bikes that are a little bit mellower. We all know in the business, James has got some pretty gnarly setups. Yep. And I don't think those help him for sure. I've I've seen the races that he's won. I've seen the races that he's lost and made mistakes. This and that. If you based it on that, he won races on really mild setups. You know, I'm yeah. talking suspension, motor setup, right. easiest e- easiest things ways to ride. I mean, it works on a track. So yeah, uh, the Suzuki one's good. I'm happy with that. I know he made the mistake uh, in Colorado. He paid the price, and the season was over. Yeah, but it, it looked. It looked really pretty, you know, those four motos. So, I mean, that's all I can base it on is that those were the last four motos that I really got to see him ride, and yeah. I hope that he can get that back. I know he can, It's um, and I know Suzuki wants to get back to that spot. The bike's still pretty proven. It's mm-hmm. basically still a dungy, dungy motorcycle back in the day, minor little changes. So yep. they've got a lot of data that when Dungy won, and that's what I've always kind of emphasize to those guys well just stay on that data because you know we're i know they're two different guys yeah but it's pretty pro- it's pretty proven you know you just don't have to guess uh so oh. that's my hopefully that's enough for you um but that's some of the things that i i visually sat with james on and uh yeah. that we uh discussed and shoot he won he won a fair amount of races but you know obviously he didn't win the big picture to get his number one plate that we wanted really bad the the, and, and maybe this is a, a bad comparison, but uh, obviously he didn't like the Yamaha. The JGR guys are great guys. The bike's a little unique. Yeah. He didn't like the Yamaha. It was in his head that he couldn't win on that thing. And I don't know if that's true or not. Who knows? He did win some a little bit on it. But do you equate yeah. that? Does that does it at all come back to you on the Suzuki where you were like, I know you were hurt also, but where in your head you were like, I can't win on this thing. I can't. I can't do it. Is it did that? Did your Suzuki experience help his JGR experience, or is it at all relatable? At, at all relatable? Um, 
Because once it's you know, in your head, I don't think it, we. Yeah. I don't think we honestly talked about. I know what you're getting at right. on that because you know maybe I went from Honda to Suzuki back in my day, and the bike wasn't competitive. Whatever it may have been, yeah. I, I know where you're kind of going with that. And in, in my whole thing, what I visually saw, I saw James just really struggle mm-hmm. on the Yamaha bottom line. I mean, I. Dude, I have no problem with the Yamaha company at all whatsoever. I, I was brought in for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I, like, he really wanted me to be, like, honest with him and, like, tell him what, he, what I thought. I never just said, hey, the Yamaha's, a, you know, a not a good bike for yeah, you. Right. I said, I would say, hey, we need to make adjustments on that thing. Right. Tweak on it, softer, whatever it may be, maybe motor, right. you know, mapping, you know, all the suggestions. Like we did, we tried to do all that. Um, yeah, and then from there, sure, he won a few races, this and that, but he still struggled on like the front end. There was a, I could just go on and on about it. <laughs> right. About, yeah. But I once it's in your think, head, it's in your head, right? That's it. You, there was no talking yeah, about James it. James yeah, you know, James, there's no one that puts as much weight on the front end as James. And for some reason, that just didn't does, does not work with that bike. Bottom line, um, for everybody else, maybe it's not so much of an issue. But I just couldn't like it was hard for me to watch because I just knew what I know what he's feeling. So you know, you, you try to stiffen it, this and that. There's so many little things you try to like. You know, you put band aids on this, band aids right. on that. But it, like at the end of the day, you know, to go 20 laps in a Supercross thing, struggle, and of course that. It, deteriorated this and that. It was pretty good if it was totally uh, polished and perfect, like in time practice and stuff like that. Um, that's why he needed his, uh, pretty much if he wanted to continue racing, I, he did need a change, yeah. bottom line. Right. What, and it, you know, may not have been the Suzuki. Maybe it could have been on. It could have been yeah. something else. Cali, I mean, whatever he wanted to do, I, I really think he needed to, because there wasn't going to be a new bike at Yamaha for a while. What yeah. I understand, I'm not too sure on that. I'm just, right. I didn't believe there was going to be a new bike this year, yeah, or whatever it may have been. So I think he, by the time that maybe a new bike's uh, made for him, mm-hmm. maybe it's way too late for James. Um, that that's yeah. my take. Yeah. Hopefully that made sense there. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and and you know, I mean, obviously, uh, I just you know what it's like a racer being a racer, and if it's in your head, it's in your head, and. That's yeah. it. But on top of that, there probably was some really issues. I mean, I know James well, and we've had a lot of off-the-record conversations yeah. where you know where he's told me things, and I just I always went back to the fact that this guy does not believe at all that he could win on this bike, and that's the bottom line. <laughs> you know, yeah. so for whatever reason, yeah. it, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's good. Yep, it's that time again. Time for a commercial. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the BTO Sports. Dot com racer x podcast show listen to these commercials from btosports.com use the code steve and jt racing thank you jt racing for coming on board listen to these commercials support the sponsors and yeah then we'll get back to the show thanks for listening to the btosports.com podcast show please don't forget that bto is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike our body You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com.
JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. So you, when you didn't work with James, did, did you, and as Tom, Thomas Cummington uh, came up, do you, are you somebody that gets a lot of people asking you to train? Like I know, you know, Red Dog's my buddy, Ferry's my friend, and He's had some success yeah. with Kennard, and like he gets hit up quite a bit from different guys who are like, "Hey, help me out! What are you doing? Can you help me out? Hey, look at this! Watch this!" Are you the same way? I, I imagine you're pretty selective, Osho. But do you, is it hard to turn some guys down or to, or, or go in a direction with Thomas Cummington? Uh, talk about that a little bit. Um. Yeah. Like I did have a lot of people, like probably all the time, asking me. What are you going to do? Like, do you have an exclusive deal with James? Do you have a year-to-year? You know, like, so they're always, I, I think people are a little gun-shy to talk to me, but, <laughs> but I, I did get that, like, right. this time, and I did, and I have got it in the past, too. So yeah. um, I think people just don't know how much I want to give back, you know, like, and be busy in, in our industry. Um, but this time I actually had, I was like, wow, man, it's I'm pretty honored that that many people like at least try to track me down, leave a message. Right. And uh, but like I said, I could have went high profile, rider, current guys, yep. this and that. Now, but I, I really liked uh, something totally different, and yeah. I've, yeah. I've really been like I went with my gut, bottom line, just yeah. so everybody knows. Feeling I just went out. with right. my gut. I felt great with uh, putting a, a solid deal together with the Covingtons. Um, you know, you knew the H and H thing was very sensitive, sensitive to me because it was Ricky Carmichael. Right. He's like my mm-hmm. little brother. So that was really hard for me because Ricky thought I was going to be there and be a part of that. But like, so that was a tough one for me. And I, I just tried to like, don't take it personal, Ricky. Like, <laughs> like right, I, right. this is no, this is no decision based on anything but my gut. Like, right. this is, you just got to let me do this. You know, I consider you one of my best friends that you'll be there for me. You'll understand later, hopefully, and, and we're, we're totally good. That was a really hard one for me because it looked like Ricky, Ricky was putting a lot of pressure on me. That's where I had to go. And, and I just, man, I just, it just didn't, I, I needed a break almost. That's what, I needed to go a totally different route, bottom line. And that's why I, uh, I chose doing something totally different. And I'm happy with my decision. As, as of right now, I'm really happy. Yeah, it's got to be tough for you, like you said, but, you know, this is something that you got to do. Um, what do you yeah. – look, I, 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 obviously, clearly, I'm not in top physical condition. We, we can admit that right now. But um, I do have to laugh at some trainers in the sport. Trainer, And I use trainers in quotations. What do yeah. you What do you see – and I don't, don't name any names. We don't need to talk about anybody. There's a lot of guys that I look at and I'm like, what are you doing? 
what are you doing right now? Um, with your guy, he's not getting any better. He's pulling off. He's whatever, this and that. Where are we at in the state of trainers in the sport? Does, does you sometimes shake your head? Do you do you hear some stuff out there that you just knocks you, blows you away? Like it's kind of it's kind of almost like you got to have a trainer just to be cool, but it doesn't mean you need to do the work. I guess. Are, is that where we're yeah. at? Um. Yeah. I mean, it, like it's always delicate for when people ask me that too. And uh, right. Um. But yeah, like I think that I what I always go back to in our sport, sure. Like you know, like I don't even really like to be called a trainer, right? But obviously, I do have a lot of expertise there because I still physically stay pretty fit, this and that. And I I was one of the old hard working old schooler guys, like everybody wants to say. Mm-hmm. So, um, because I still base our sport on technique and uh, skill levels on the motorcycle. Without that, I don't believe you can get any better, bottom line. So you can be as fit as the guy that won the Tour de France, won the Boston Marathon. Mm -hmm. You know, those type of guys, I mean, I think it helps, but because you may not get tired, but you're still going five seconds slower than the leader, so how is that ever going to make an advantage (laughs) for you? So, like... Like, even how I handle Thomas, sure, I'd like to make him stronger in the long run because I think a strong body makes a strong mind. That My mindset always works like that. Right. But, like, I'm all I can think about with Thomas is that he's just got, like, there's a few things that I'm working on right now, um, like with his technique and, you know, little things, banging the clutch more, this and that. I mean, mm-hmm. little things that I know that are going to help him a lot like, cause I need more speed out of them. That's bottom line. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, the training stuff, like, I don't like to see the, the amateurs come in like they do now and they just get tired in 15 minutes. That kills me because I right. think that they, they haven't addressed it. They're, they're not, they're not a good enough student of the sport already. You've got to already be like, if you're already a teenager and winning, like, you know, you know, you got to train a little bit, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just pretty clear. If you want to be right. a professional athlete, you already got to act like it. So, um, I don't know if that literally answered your question. Well, but you kind of dodged it, that's Osho. How I look. You, you dodged it, Osho, yeah, but that's okay. Because <laughs> like you said, I know quite a few of the guys that work on help with other guys, but it seems like they all need somebody. So if, that, if they need somebody to kick them out of bed and go ride their motorcycles and whatever it takes, I mean, bottom line. I mean, I, I, li- I like to see people that are self-motivated and – the one thing I really have always, like, even though I only worked a year with Dungey, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, that, that's one of the most fulfilling one years I've ever had. Really, because huh? He's yeah. still, still this day, like, comes up to me, even if it's mom and dad, or just, like, he still does, I mean, he just tells Johnny, we still did the same schedule. We, we work hard. You can see it in result. It yeah. speaks for itself. And, you know, that's pretty fulfilling to me. He doesn't need to do it to me. But I'm telling you, I remember even telling him, like, I, I used to even tell Dungeon, like, dude, like, if you need someone to tell you, like, what to do, I mean, that's that's pretty sad. I mean, it's so out there what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's the way my mindset is. Um, so I, I'm just telling you on that yeah, thing, yeah, I yeah. just know Dungeon does what I taught him early on mm-hmm. and. Look, he's multi-time champion now. He's he's solid as a rock. Everyone knows he's 
strong as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just love that. You know, it was just a little part of it, but like, I yeah. know he thinks a lot like how I just go do this. I, I remember him just going, this is gnarly. And I'm like, yes, it is, but it's necessary. Um, don't, don't, don't cry about it. Just do it. <laughs> hey, and I, and I know that you, that, that Dunge still does your stuff from people that, uh, that know Ryan. So I definitely thought about that this summer when those two Seward and Dungey were, were fender to fender at Freestone. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. hot and it's rough and it's like who's gonna break? What's gonna happen? Dungey knows that he's in shape. James is following yeah. ocean. Like I totally thought of you. I'm like, what is going on? Right? This is interesting. Like this is a nice cat and mouse game right here. So it had to have been tough for you too yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's hard because I work for James and too. In another note, you know, I'm I'm actually still. Currently, even you know, I am good friends with the family and, and Ryan. Right. So, but it makes it awkward, awkward because we're we're racing against each other, and I really can't acknowledge him at the race. It, you know, it's just yeah, kind of yeah. like that. Right. That's just bottom line how it works. And uh, it is, yeah. But yeah, inside, inside, I'm like, dude, that guy's gonna get. I know that you know, 24 motos, man. Mm-hmm. Dungey's just gonna <laughs> continue to get stronger. I mean, like, yeah. I just know it. And um, yeah, and on the and not. And then on the flip side, I was just hoping that James could match match him for intensity. I, I thought we might have a little advantage on the riding, the speed wise. But you know, also yeah. I was like, I'm hoping that we can go all summer. And not hopefully, hopefully, I was just like going, well, you know, I know what we're going against. We're going up a pretty yeah. against a pretty bad bad dude here. Machine, it just didn't yeah. materialize. Oh. Yeah, machine. Bottom line, he, yeah. he's programmed for going 24 motos, and uh, but we never got to see see that anyways. But it was looking pretty gnarly at first. I was like, oh, this is going to be a gnarly summer. Yeah. I really thought that James, and I wrote this at a few times. T- t- how, much, how much more time you got? You got to go? or I, I've got a little bit more, okay. but not, not a lot, All if right. you don't mind. No, no, no problems. Okay. I really thought that uh, James came out, and I wrote this in my columns. He was very un-James-like, where he didn't scrub. He wasn't doing amazing things for those first four motos. He wasn't, but he was very neutral, very centered on the bike. Didn't look like he yeah. was expending a lot of energy to make it happen, and that's unlike him before because he always sort of, you know, razzles and dazzles you usually. But uh, is that something you worked with? Do you think I was right in saying that? Like, is that something that you guys talked about? Absolutely, you hit it on the nail. We were we were all about being efficient, and yeah, like if he didn't, I didn't care if he won by one second. Right. I go. I didn't want him to use one bit of ounce of uh, extra energy. Um, he was still learning the bike, the whole system. Uh, the bike was not overkill. Like, it wasn't a big handful. It was just very, like, if anything, he's like, this is a thing, a turd, slow. I'm like, good, <laughs> good. fine, just ride it. It's fine. You can get a 10th place start and two laps he was in first. So, hey, it's not that slow. It's just like you could you could ride it. It was very easy. And then, um, so, yeah, that was our deal. And um, we'd look at eye to eye, like, no risk. Like, he stepped it up yeah. that last two laps at, at Freestone and he got that little gap mm-hmm. only when necessary. Right. That's when he, that was our MO, but and then everything changed and we like, we're still shaking our head about what Colorado, this next section just yeah. killed the guy, you know? So, um, obviously that's history, but yeah, everything just completely changed, uh, that Colorado and that long, um, ruddy, muddy thing that right there. So yeah, and uh, even, you know, and even Chad, yeah, and even Chad Reed tweeted something about like, what are they doing in that section? Why is there water there? And why are they, why are they not yeah. doing anything about it? But 
Um, hey, yeah. I, I, obviously you're not in the media. You don't talk to other fans all the time. But I got to tell you, I and I'm over it. I'm a little sick of it. But I get the PE performance enhancing drug question all the time, and I'm sure you do too. And it's in the news with Lance Armstrong and all that happened. How, where, do you, where do you where do you stand with that on our, in our sport? How do you feel about that? And uh, what what is it about our fans that uh, that just they just go for us? It was cutting out a little bit there, Steve. But I know you were talking about uh, the you know PED pad type. Uh, oh, I just I just uh, get so many questions from fans like, I, I, you know, what's going on with who's on them, who's doing them, who's not. It's just like. Ah, like what am I gonna, you know, like as a media guy, I just go, "What do you want me to do?" There's test, there's some testing involved, and, and that's it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, just my whole take is, and I've answered this question. I don't know if I've answered it with you. I just don't see where it benefits uh, motocross athletes at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like, dude, I'm no expert in it. I mean, sure, I'm aware of what's going on in the world. I mean, it's terrible for cycling. I ride my bicycle down the street. I feel like people think I'm a doper now. I don't. <laughs> I don't like that feel. Um, but um, I really take the stance on uh, saying our sport still is brutal, but not that brutal. Like mm-hmm. it, you don't need to have, you know, to blood dope or and stuff like that. I'm yeah. telling you, you don't need it. Um, so, and it's not an. Uh, I don't know what I always hear. It's very expensive. Sure, the top guys got money, but dude, I think I just don't think it's out there. I, I really disagree with it. If everybody's thinking, oh. So and so's just tearing it up in the last ten minutes. That's dude. You can train just harder on your motorcycle and physically training and be like that. I can promise you. Like right. these people need to believe me. I know for a fact to go and go out there and start saying, "Oh, that guy's doing that," and that's just not fair. We don't deserve that. Look what's happened to cycling. Cycling's got a a terrible look at it. Motocross doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. I still base it on everybody is gifted in a certain way. There's always going to be someone that's a little faster than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And and then someone ha- has a bigger heart. You know, like someone tries harder, digs deeper in the reserves. I mean, that's how it works. Um, so that's my take on it. Sure, you'll have other people's take on it, but yeah. I, I just know for a fact if you do everything properly, training and devote your life to what you want to do, and that's when motocross races, you do not need performance-enhancing drugs. I can guarantee you. It, it, it's terrible. It, it sucks that we live in a society that we're so caught up in all this, and it's such a mainstream news item that, I mean, I got emails and tweets all the time, like, Mathis, all these guys are dopers. And it's just like, come on, you guys. Like, who cares? Like, what are we going to do? There's some testing. And, and other than that, why do you live in this world where you assume everyone is cheating? You know, that, that sucks. That well, we, sucks for the winners. Yeah. That sucks yeah, well, for that's, the winners. That's, uh, like, everybody always wants to go there. Like, they always want to just think that, oh, that's the reason. That's, you know, the, like, yeah, just yeah. be accountable, work hard, you know. Like, don't be, like, blindsided that, you know, you think that you're working as hard as you can. You can always work harder. You can, you know, if these, I, I just don't like that part of it because I've seen it a lot. Everybody's jealous, this and that. They think yeah. that. Why is that guy this? This is the guy, or whatever. I mean, I mean, I'm disappointed. Like in the Lance thing, I'm just really bummed on the whole situation with someone actually. And I don't really look at him any differently because I think the sport in general was yeah. pretty dirty across the board. But you know, Lance was the kingpin of it because he kind of ruled the peloton, and then you know everybody it's coming back to him now. It's just it's just yeah. sad because I still think at the end of the day. 
if everybody was taking drugs, mm-hmm. some type of performance-enhancing drugs, it's still, the best guy's still going to win, the guy that digs deeper, trains harder. Um, I, I think you kind of know what I'm talking yeah. about because they're on an even playing field. If they all have, hot, you know, red, more red blood cells than the other, they're all pretty equal, mm-hmm. but it just still comes down to, it's a, it's like a modified class. That's what I'm saying. Like right, you, right, right. <laughs> okay, look, they're all modified. I'm right. just telling you that. That's why they can't give the seven titles to anyone else because all the other guys were busted, <laughs> too. Yeah, there's nobody so, to give them to, right? So, right. Exactly. Every GC, they call it GC, like general classification mm-hmm. guy that was in that top ten that had a chance to win the Tour de France, I can guarantee in that air yeah. there wasn't one guy that's just running stock, you know, drinking his sport drink. You know what I mean? It just doesn't yeah. happen back then. Hopefully today they, it's all like that. I don't know. But um, then, so what I'm saying is I still think Lance is a specimen. I still think that he, uh, you know, he worked harder. He, mm-hmm. you know, maybe had some natural numbers that were higher than others, but uh, that's brutal what they did. And you just, you, you can't, like I hope his world just don't crumble completely. I know mm-hmm. it was ugly, yeah. And but the the whole sport in general was uh, is is ugly. Bottom line, uh, even though I'm passionate about cycling, yeah. That's how how I would take what's going on with Lance. I don't personally know him as a friend, but I know a lot of people around him. I feel feel for him, but I know other people are saying he deserves what he gets, yeah. And that's their opinion. Uh, but I think they may just not know enough about cycling to uh, to. Uh, Mm-hmm. thing to, to to do that but that's just my take I, i'm just disappointed because i am a cyclist and it makes us all look bad yeah it's unfortunate because at a national this summer mm-hmm. i had a, i had a top riders family tell me that the winner is doping and we can't compete because we don't dope and i'm like really he's he, you know he's doping because he's beating your kid i'm just like god like it sucks for the winners and maybe they are i don't know there's no way but like, automatically, the winner of the class is now all the other guys that are beating him. He's cheating. And I'm just, I hate that we're at that yeah. point. We're, that's where we're at, you know? Yeah, I just, I had someone one time accuse Ricky, you know, like, to my face. And I literally, like, almost went to, like, you know, I'm not a fighter, dude. I mean, I was just so human because I was in, pretty much in charge of Ricky yeah. and knew what he did. And I can just promise you, on a, on a stack of Bibles, my, my dad's grave. Like that, Ricky did it with just pure determination. I mean, he just was miserable during the week. How hard he worked! It right. was just ugly. Everybody wants to be Ricky Carmichael. I can promise you, didn't want to be him during the week. That's how <laughs> right. hard he worked. Right. That's why he only lasted ten years. I mean, this guy's windows aren't very big because they're so burnt out. Um, so that just killed me. I'm like, you got? Oh, I got? Pro- no, dude, you're friggin'. I yeah. don't know what you're on. You're on drugs for even admitting that. I was like yeah, yeah. furious. It's still, I'll never forget that. So that, that, I even some of the stuff I do, because I've won, you know, quite a bit, quite a few championships in my mountain bike stuff. I hear people like, oh, look, Johnny, they say this. Like, I hear it too, even in my world. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I, I work hard. I yeah. friggin' work harder than anybody. That's just, that's how I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like, so, like yeah. you're 40 years old or whatever. How you're 45 years old or I, I don't know how old you are, but yeah, it's like why 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 do I need to do this to win a mountain bike title? <laughs> no, dude, I know how to suffer more than anybody, and I can dig deep and I can find the inner strength to usually beat anybody my age. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, and that's just how it is. Like, right. You can. It's always a, it's always like a a fight. You know, like who's gonna break 
who's going to be suffer more? It's always kind of comes down to that. Yeah, yeah. And that's it in motocross too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, dude, I just can't go this pace anymore. I'm going to crash or whatever. No, you can go a few more laps, and you can still lower your lap time a second. Mm-hmm. You can do it if you really want to. I mean, sure, you have to take it on the edge, and that's uncomfortable for any top rider, but you can do it. I mean, I have the mindset, and I know the champions in the past. I know what they're, what they're thinking. It doesn't even have to be motocross. It can be other sports, too. I've seen why the world champions or the champions or the motocross champions are who they are. They're very special individuals, and they don't come around that often. Uh, last question for you, Johnny O'Mara. Um, I watched this the other day on uh, on DVD. How often do you lay awake at night and just wonder what if eighty nine Anaheim? You were gone. You were going to win, Johnny. <laughs> uh, I don't wait. I don't. Uh, <laughs> you don't lay awake at lay night in my bed, <laughs> but I still get I still get it quite frequently and in my back of my mind. I never forget that night. I knew I had the win. Dude, you did. But, uh, you how I'm different? I'm fine with it. Uh, how different would would maybe things have turned out? You know, maybe. Who knows? Because uh, that was, a, you know, the opener. Everybody's there, and, and you were gone. And that bike broke on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all know how our sport is or anything. You know, if you would have got, got that first win, sometimes it changes the whole tide. But, right, right. But, like, you know, hey, I have no regrets at all on my, of my uh, career. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of great memories. We, we can still talk about that. It's something that always pops up. I ran out of gas a few times, you and Bill. I yep. mean, there's so many little things that, uh, but I, man, I, I won at the highest level, and I, you know, I, I was able to, to hit my goals and be a multi-time champion, designations, all the, all the things that, uh, we all wish for. Yeah. I just think, I just, I just remind myself how lucky I am and then still be able to like, you know, work with the best guys and have someone come up to me and like the Covingtons and would you help Thomas? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an honor to me as I get older. It's, you know, I guess I'm just maturing more. I'm just growing up. It's like, it's just an honor. Like I, right. I, uh, and then I just see all these, the, you know, the young guys and this and that, I know they're like unscathed and they, they don't know what to do with this and that. I, I mean, I almost wish there was more of us to help, but there's it, it only a select few that probably can make a difference in a lot of these guys' careers. Mm-hmm. But I like where I'm at. I'm a, I'm a very happy person, happy at home with my kids and my family. And I'm happy where I am today, uh, in charge of Thomas Covington. But minus 89-250 race win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all good. Well, it wouldn't have changed my life too much. Sure, I would have had a win. What was it, another uh, 10000 buck bonus? Right, it wasn't right. that big back then. But, yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe I could have won the championship that year. Uh, I would have liked one more championship. That We all would. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, Johnny O'Mara, thank you. Always insightful, always uh, intellectual, and uh, a great interview. Thank you for uh, talking on the BTOsports.com Racer X podcast and giving us all the update, and good luck with everything. And, uh, yeah, man, thanks again. I appreciate it, Steve. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you uh, see at the races, okay? All right. Later. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.